Hello. Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So coming off of a week in Michigan and a and an all-night race, um, feeling kind of mellow this morning um, on Monday. I was I started to record it yesterday on Sunday and it was just like mm, not really feeling this. So um, yeah, so here I am. Um, so first of all, we'll talk about Michigan. Um, oh my gosh. It was a really great trip. Um, it was really good to see my family. Um, meet a lot of new people, um, which sometimes had its ups and downs. Um, but uh, yeah, we stayed active, climbed, I think I mentioned last week, we climbed that big honking dune. Um, and then I think a couple of days later, my sister and I biked over to this other dune and um, climbed that one. And, uh, which was, a, it's a smaller one. It's not nearly as bad. And, uh, so that was cool. And, um, what else? Oh yeah. And then we went kayaking. Okay. So this was sort of stressful. I, I won't, I will not, you know, misadvertise this, but, um, yeah, I went kayaking for the first time thinking, well, you know, this doesn't seem like rocket science. I've done rowing before I've done canoeing and I thought, what's the difference, you know? So, well, once I got into the kayak and of course I was doing the one person kayak, um, it became abundantly clear that my paddling style for either rowing or canoeing was completely wrong. And my poor brother-in-law was fairly patient, although I know he was getting a little snippy and rightfully so, because I kept falling out of the boat or running into trees and, um, you know, and he was trying to explain things to me and I was just getting incredibly frustrated. Um, th this reminded me a little bit, well, there's two things that reminded me of, um, sometimes I'm really hard on myself and, um, I can just remember when I was 16 trying to pass my driver's license test or my driving test. And, um, I failed it the first time and I was just I was so upset because I just kept thinking, I'm a straight A student. I'm in National Honor Society. I'm a cheerleader. I'm, you know, in drama club. I can do all these things and I can't drive, you know, pass my driver's test. And, and of course I got, you know, ridiculed about it too by, you know, my fellow classmates. And so that didn't help either. Finally, I did pass it. So it helped, but it was just, God, it was really, you know, frustrating. And it also reminds me sometimes of um, these trail races, trail races where I go with a group of friends and, you know, more often than not, I'm the last one to come in or one of the last. And, uh, and all I can do is just when I'm out there having kind of a bad time or, you know, not the greatest race and my brain <clears throat> starts playing tricks on me. All I can think of is, Oh God, I'm the only one out here who's having a terrible time. Everybody else is having the most wonderful race. You know, I don't know why I think this, but I, you know, I do, it's like I go down into this hole and, um, you know, it's a stupid way to think. But it's how I think sometimes, and, you know, I take ownership of that. And, uh, you know, when I just picture everybody just kind of waiting for me to come in and, you know, the truth of it is, is by the time I do come in, everyone's happy and they're like, yay, you know, and, and you know, it's not, no one really cares how long it took you. I mean, yeah, there might be a couple of snarks that, you know, will, you know, uh, mock me behind my back or whatever, but you know, more often than not, people don't care. You know, they're just happy you finished or, you know, you're there and, and we're all together. But anyway, so I finally figured out the, the technique, uh, for, um, paddling a canoe. Um, and the, my brother-in-law kept saying, hold it flat. And so I was 
trying to hold it flat like it horizontal and he meant vertical and so once I figured that out it wasn't so bad um and of course my sister was doing great um she has done some kayaking before not a lot and she you know but she seemed to be you know doing great and of course that was frustrating me because I'm just like damn it you know what's wrong with me you know <laughs> so, but eventually you know I I did dub my kayak the tree magnet because I did manage to, to find quite off quite a lot of trees off to the side even and, and the other technique uh, the other trick that I learned is that in order to go left you paddle right and then vice versa and so that those were some pretty big you know um, tips and once I got the hang of that it was great and, and and the other thing to my defense I will say is that um the the first part of the uh, river journey it was a very quiet river okay it, you know, no rapids it was pretty shallow thank god um and uh, yes, I mean, it wasn't, but it was very technical at the beginning and you really had to kind of weave through a lot of stuff. And, um, and again, when you don't know what you're doing and you're falling out of the boat and you're <laughs> getting really frustrated, um, you know, it, it doesn't help anything, but eventually, you know, once I got the hang of it, it was great. And, you know, the, then the river kind of widened up a little bit and it was, wasn't quite so tricky and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, and then there were other people that were, you know, doing it for the first time, I saw, you know, this one guy and he was like stuck in this, you know, shallow, rocky patch. And, uh, and then later I saw other people who were experienced kayakers and they were, you know, stuck on sandbars or they fell out of the boat and they kept doing all the things that I was doing. And then I was just kind of like, oh, I'm not the only one that's an idiot or not an idiot, but you know, who's having trouble with this. And so I immediately started calming down but again it's just like you get into this mindset where I don't know I don't know why I do this but I do and um you know it but it's just something where you know you feel like why can't I do this why am I incompetent at this it's not you know like I'm trying to you know cure cancer or something you know I'm trying to paddle a boat but you know again like everything it takes practice and you know but now I'm to this point where I'm looking up actually I was looking up how to buy a canoe or canoe a kayak the following day I did not I did not um but I I you know I was like really excited about this this prospect I, I was like oh I think I really want to learn how to do this because I do like um like rowing and and, and upper body water sports kind of things um because I like it to kind of balance you know things out and um let me just tell you, that is hard work. I was so sore for a few days. In fact, I could barely lift my arms over my head um, on Thursday. <laughs> so that, was, that was kind of fun. Um, but, you know, that said, yeah, the, the trip was fun. It was, you know, again, great to see everybody. I came back on Friday. Oh, yeah, hilarious, hilarious story. Well, it could have been disastrous, but I was on a 6.20 a.m. flight, okay, um, out of uh, Traverse city, uh, which is a very small airport. And we're sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And, uh, this plane comes in. I didn't, I thought, you know, we'd be the first flight of the day, but we were not. So we had to wait for this plane to come in and saw these people get off. And, uh, and then we just had to sit there and wait. And they kept saying, well, there's a delay. And I'm just like, Oh, for heaven's sake, here we go. Here it goes. You know, I'm going to become one of those statistics for the summer. And, uh, no, um, <laughs> it turns out, <laughs> well, 
originally it was there was a problem with the toilet on on in the main cabin and so they were trying to fix it and say like, all right yeah weird but okay well then eventually they got us a brand new plane well a new yeah different gate turns out both toilets <laughs> i just want to know what these people in on from that charlotte flight were doing um because both toilets in the main cabin were clogged and they could not repair them i have no idea all i kept thinking is maybe there's some trail runners involved in this flight <laughs> Ooh, anyway yeah so but i did make it home and back into the 100 degree weather oh my god um <laughs> uh by friday afternoon very early afternoon and i was i was pretty toasted i i think i fell asleep at 7 30 friday night i was just because i had to get up at like 3 15 a.m and it was just a long day and um and then of course i was volunteering for mule shoe the following night um out at uh, mule shoe bend state park and uh, outside of Spicewood, Texas, and my friend PJ was race directing kind of on his own, I think. And um, yeah, so I, I got up there like around four, um, decided not to run the 10K um, just because I, I it's hard. Some, I don't know. I have trouble, you know, working and then doing the run. I think if I, when I do Colorado Bend, I think I'm going to just run the race and then work afterward. I think that's going to be my new tactic because I, I find that standing around in that heat for too long it's really it, it kind of saps your you know energy and whatnot and i just you know but but i did get to see uh, a handful of friends that i haven't seen in a while uh one of which is my friend yvonne um who um did i think she did all four uh 60ks a few summers ago and she and I were uh, running buddies in the Valley and she had, she's, she moved up to Dallas before I moved to San Antonio. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so there was that. And um, what else? Um, but she was running the 30 K that night and it was just great to reconnect with her and find out that she's doing snowdrop. And uh, yeah, we're both <laughs> kind of in the same boat with our training and struggling and whatnot. And I think we've vowed to, um, uh, do this this race at the end of this month. It's also a Tejas race. It's renamed from Cypress Fest. I think it's now called Bridge something, Bridgeport, Bridgeland. I think Bridgeland. There's a half marathon. It's outside of Houston, and I've always wanted to do this one because it looks like it's a little flatter course. I, it doesn't mean it's going to be easier, but um, I'm always up for you know a flatter course, people. Um, so yeah, so I think we're both going to do the half marathon on that one, and uh, so and uh, yeah. And then uh, my friend Agatha, who has been on this, um, uh, you know, on, you know, she's just on this podcast. She's just done a lot of amazing things. Uh, she was doing her second 60K um, in the series um, and brought her, her uh, daughter, Aurora, who is just her mother's daughter, uh, 10 years old. She did the 20K, ran it with uh, Agatha's um, boyfriend, um, Gary, I think. Oh, boy, don't quote me on that anyway uh but aurora's a tough chick man she <laughs> she had that mindset when she because she did the 20k so when she came in from her first loop you know she just had that you know pro determination on her face and she was just like okay i'm going back out there i'm gonna get this done you know and i was like wow i love this i wish i could have been like that when i was 10 you know but i wouldn't have 
<laughs> but anyway, God love her. And I even offered her some soda and she's like, I'm not allowed to drink soda. <laughs> and I thought, okay, she's got discipline too. And of course I got to help Agatha on a couple of her loops. And then I, I did knock off and go to sleep for a while. I'll tell that story in a second, but yeah, so it was, it was just a, a I, I ended up just kind of defaulting into working the uh, start finish aid station. Um, I did start off by helping, I called them the young bucks, these uh, two young guys, um, Noah and Sebastian, um, both runners and swimmers and um, ran around shirtless, let's just say that. And, um, and it was, it, and it was, <laughs> I don't want to sound sexist, but and it was okay that they they were shirtless okay um you know it, it they were very cute and they knew it and um but they were fun they i got to hang with them for a little while and we uh kind of set up one of the other aid stations and then um came back and then they were kind of <clears throat> runners all night and doing what pj needed them to do because they were young and full of energy although i do think they crashed around 1 a.m um but anyway um so yeah, so there's that, and um, and then of course I got to see my friend Billy and Nancy Marks, and uh, and I know I'm gonna forget people. My friend Joel uh, from San Antonio now, who's originally or not originally, but from the Valley. Maybe he is originally from the Valley, but anyway. Um, so yeah, it was just fun helping people. Um, there are a lot of you know the 60k guys that I you know was helping and girls. Um, oh yeah. And I also got to see Judy Shipway, one of my favorite people. She's just so upbeat all the time. I just love her. And, uh, so it was great to see her and my new friend, Amy Stevens. Um, she was so cute. She came up to me and she goes, you're the blogger. I said, the podcast lady. And she goes, yeah, I listen. And I'm like, oh my God. She goes, I get it. I'm a kindergarten teacher. And so <laughs> shout out to Amy. I think she also took third in her age group or third overall in her race, which I can't remember offhand, which one it was. I want to say the 20 K, but I may be wrong. Maybe it was a 30. Um, she's badass and, um, super cool. And, uh, yeah, so it was just a night of, you know, cutting fruit, you know, uh, you know, refilling bottles, you know, really nobody seemed out of sorts or, um, you know, particularly, you know, downtrodden. I mean, everybody seemed to, you know, come in from their loops and just be like, I'm going back out there. And there's this one guy, I did not get his name, but he was also another shirtless fellow, uh, in a pair of, um, I think Texas flag shorts. Uh, and if you're listening, you'll know who you are. Um, very cool. Just a really, you know, interesting person. And, um, he, uh, he was doing the 60 K and he's like, he finished his second loop and he's like, you know, I took a seat at the table and I am going to eat the meal. And I, I think I'm, I'm probably misquoting him, but it was just such an interesting philosophy. And it was just sort of like, wow, I like this, you know, but it was great. It was great to see. I really didn't see anyone, at least not that I can recall, who was really like struggling and going, Ooh, I don't know, should I go back out there? And I, you know, I mean, everybody really had the right mi mindset, which was sort of inspiring for me, given my, you know, proclivity to, you know, getting downtrodden and giving up, you know, sometimes. And, and so I felt like maybe this was something divine intervention, if you will, uh, you know, coming through that I can, you know, get through stuff if I just, and again, I, I and, and as that guy said, you know, uh, most of this is just mental, you know, and it's true. It, it really is. A lot of this is just mental and you just have to figure out how to, you know, get through it. And again, it was like kayaking, you know, it's like, 
you know, as my sister said to me, you know, you just, you know, once you figure it out, you're fine. You know, you just have to get through that mental part. And, uh, and so, you know, again, I sometimes just need to remind myself that it's okay. Oh yeah. One other thing <laughs> I forgot one other piece of the kayaking story that got me fired up. Um, my brother-in-law was, <laughs> he wanted to tether me to his kayak, which meant I wouldn't be paddle paddling when I just was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then my sister offered, I'm like, no, I am not going to do this. You know, it's like, no. And, um, and then at one point my brother-in-law was like, we're not going to make the time cut off. <laughs> uh, we got three hours to like paddle five miles, which felt like 20, but you know, and so I was just like, no, I am not going to let someone else, you know, drag my sorry ass around. I'm sorry. No. And so I just got in there and I made some really angry pedal stroke, paddle strokes and got myself in gear. And the, the truth of it is, is that three hours is plenty of time because there are other people struggling and having, you know, issues. And so we, you know, so it was sort of like in a, in an imaginary threat, but anyway, getting back to the trail race, um, yeah. And, uh, God love PJ. He was like full of energy as always. I mean, I know he was tired cause he'd been marking the course all week and doing setup. And again, he was, he was pretty much on his own. And, um, but yeah. And then I, uh, I think he also managed to recruit these, uh, young guys who were camping. I don't know if they ran or if they were with somebody who ran or if they were just hanging out. Um, I think they're from outside of Dallas and, uh, Gavin and I forget the other guy's name, but he was the other guy was from Hawaii. Young guys, probably in their early twenties, and uh, they just happened to be hanging around. And PJ convinced them that they could come help at the finish line for a little bit, which they did. And I kind of, you know, was showing them the ropes and whatnot. And I said, "Just think, you guys could be a race director someday." Because <laughs> look what happened to PJ, and they're all like, "Oh my gosh!" But they were really polite and very sweet. You know, I don't think they stayed more than a couple hours, but and then Hoel came by and, and he was, uh, he kind of took the reins over for me after doing the 20K. God love him. Um, he did shower. So he was feeling, you know, somewhat perky. Um, and so I set off to uh, go camp in my car. I um, got this air mattress thing. It's kind of cool. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I found it at Academy, I think. But um, you use the case from this thing as like a pump. So you, you attach this... Um, nozzle uh to the uh, opening in the uh, mattress and then you fold uh, or like kind of like you roll the uh, case um kind of like a pump okay like you just roll it toward the uh, the mattress and then it puts it forces air into it and that's how you pump it up it's kind of cool um it took me a lot longer than the video showed, um, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I used that, got that in the back of my car. And then I, oh my gosh, I um, had bought this fan last year and never got to use it. It's a little portable fan, USB powered. Um, it also has a light. Brilliant. I swear whoever invented this was just a genius. And the fan and the light have three um, settings and um, I kept both on, you know, the lowest settings. Um, but let me tell you, it took me a few hours to kind of settle down um, Saturday night, as it always does, because I just get restless. And um, but that fan really helped calm me down and cool me off. And, um, 
you know, again, I'm sealed up inside my car, you know, my, my Forester. And it was, uh, you know, cause the thing is, is like, it would be, it would have been a perfect night to open up the, the doors and windows and stuff. But the thing is, then you got to worry about the bugs and then you get those little flies or something, you know, and they're getting in your ears and you're like, huh? um, yeah, pretty awful. But <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, this, this thing was pretty magical. And then of course, in the middle of the night, I had to get up to pee and, um, tried to open the side door of my car and then my alarm goes off. I guess my doors had locked somehow. So, so for about 15, 30, 20 seconds, you know, you know, this stupid thing's going off. You know, it's dark and I'm sure people were asleep and finally found my car key and stopped it. <laughs> it's like, hi, guess what? Yes. I had to get up to pee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there's that. But then, yeah, like around 5.30 or so, I started assembling myself, uh, which was, it's not easy in the back of your car because, you know, it's awkward. And I did do, you know, a little wet wipe, you know, clean up uh, just because I felt kind of um, changed, changed out of my evening wear and then uh, into, uh, you know, my daytime clothes. And went right back out there and and just as I got there Agatha crossed the finish line and I was very excited about that and uh so I got a photo of her and sent those to her and um yeah and then I think we just had one more lady uh who came in I think about 14 minutes from the end and uh you know that was cool that was you know it was I, I always enjoy watching that last person come in because it's always kind of a a heroic effort on their part because you know, it's, it's not easy to be out there all night and know that you're last. And, you know, again, you're thinking, Oh my God, you know, but it's, um, <laughs> she was pretty well done. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, every, overall it was just a great experience. Um, I did help a little bit with some of that teardown, um, helped, you know, PJ, um, you know, just with, you know, putting stuff back in the trailer or getting it assembled. Um, he, unfortunately, <laughs> A lot of the volunteers needed to get back, myself included, because I just, I just, I mean, you know, I barely been home for 24 hours when I had to go back out again. And so, and I know it's a stupid story, but, you know, my cats, you know, were, were probably feeling a little confused because they were so excited on Friday night because they, they both slept with me and because um, they didn't have me all week. And then I took off on Saturday night and they're like, what's going on? And so, I kind of felt like I needed to reconnect with them and my bags are still unpacked, uh, <clears throat> sitting in my living room. Um, but yeah, that, that needs to get done today. Um, but yeah, overall, um, great experience at Mule Shoe. The next race is that Bridgeland. Um, this is an interesting race because I think they got everything from a 5k to a marathon. It's out at, um, oh God, I can't remember the name of the park and I'm not going to look it up right this second. Cause I just don't want to. But it's the 30th, I think, and um, it is um, the morning uh, are the foot races, okay, the trail races. And then uh, starting at five, there's um, mountain biking races. And so that's, you know, for fun for the evening. So that's a big day. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I plan to do the half marathon mainly because I just need a, a long training run. And uh, and again, it's on that side of, you know, the, the state where it's a little flatter and a little bit more like the places where I'm going to be running long, very long uh, at the end of the year. So I kind of need to acclimate myself to some of that. Um, 
But yeah, so I mean, running in Michigan was amazing. Um, you know, the weather was cool. Um, you know, I always felt great. I mean, I'd still come back, you know, sweaty, but um, you know, it was nothing like trying to run here. This is, this is stupid, you know? Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so Bridgeland and then the following weekend is Colorado Bend, uh, Satan's driveway. Um, and then uh, a couple weeks after that, I think three weeks after that is uh, Reveille Peak Ranch, the final of the Captain Carl series. So, um, <clears throat> if you're on the fence about wanting to do one of these night races, I highly recommend them. They're fun. Um, yeah, it's a little weird out there by yourself sometimes because you're like, oh my god, it's dark. Ooh, you know, I'm, especially if you're doing anything longer than the 10k, you start having all these existential thoughts. Um, like, why am I doing this? What are my friends doing at this hour? You know, what you know, other than the friends that run? And um, you know, but it's but it's cool. It's it's a it's a different vibe. It's it's just I don't know. I really enjoy it. So um, get yourself out there. Um, outside of that, I think that's pretty much it. Um, so that is all I've got for now. I will see you next time. Uh -huh.